0: Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole year. Like I said, we're starting our series on having a baby. This first conversation we're going to have is dealing with a very emotional topic. Infertility. Even when you say the word, it feels as if the air in the room gets just a little heavier. It seems as if you kind of even catch your breath. I think there's so many unconnected dots around this subject that If we were to start sitting down and having more open conversations with our healthcare providers and even our community, we would be able to understand what's out there, what's available, and what's the next step. And we did just that. I had the privilege of sitting down with Dr. Carla Cargill Sandy in the Washington, D.C. area. I met Dr. Sandy long time ago. We're both from Huntsville, Alabama. And I had the unique privilege of attending medical school at Loma Linda University School of Medicine in Loma Linda, Univers- in Loma Linda California with Dr. Sandy. She is a phenomenal physician, wife, mother, and the way that she can articulate and explain the physiology of the body is phenomenal. Dr. Sandy's mind is so keen. She has a great administrative mind. And so she's held several administrative positions at the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group She's been the Physician Module Lead. She has actually overseen the construction and opening of the new Capitol Hill Medical Center and the Northwest DC Medical Office Building, both located in Washington, DC. Dr. Sandy has been a member of the Medical Society of the District of Columbia Board of Directors since 2012 and is the current President-Elect We had a wonderful time sitting down in her office. So, I want you to come, take a seat with me. Let your shoulders relax. Take a deep breath and let's sit down. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. I'm here today in downtown Washington, D.C. with Dr. Carla Sandy. Welcome to House Call, Dr. Sandy. Thank you. And Dr. Sandy is one of my former classmates. <laughs> uh, we grew up together in the South, in Huntsville. And she is a fellow OBGYN here in the National Capital Area. So welcome to the show, and thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us today.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: So we sat down a little while ago and started talking about our background, our specialty, OBGYN. And I thought it would just be a wonderful conversation to have with the House Call community. When it came to, we started actually delving into... Infertility subject Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to sit down with you And start exploring that Big topic today I know we're not going to get down into a lot of the details But let's go into quite a little bit Of an overview Of infertility And what that actually means So I know that somebody would say Well what does infertility mean What's the definition And I would dare say it starts with The actual Going into the two types of infertility. And can you take us down that road?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, infertility is definitely one of those things that is very emotional. It's Mm -hmm. very emotional. It is something that we don't talk about a lot, I Mm -hmm. think, um, to each other, um, to other women, or to even, you know, as a whole, and when we talk about in our families, Um, there's a lot of societal pressure. On mm. women to have children, and as as women have advanced in the workplace and different families um, different family types have formed, women have a lot more options than they used to, and maybe having a child may not be. The, 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 um, their goal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, definitely you find that that pressure is there and also it's very cultural too when you look at different cultures in different areas of the world sometimes it's almost like a woman's worth is tied up in whether or not she can have a child that's so true and when you take that pressure and now a woman has said okay I'm ready to have a child and she you know if we're talking about a heterosexual couple and has you know started trying to have a child Mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen and for a lot of women they perceive it not happening you know first or second month of trying suddenly it's stressful and Mm -hmm. it gets really concerning so when we talk about infertility you asked a great question like what the definition is there are two main types primary infertility is is um when you have a couple um, or a woman who's never conceived and, mm. or, and had a child, mm-hmm. had a live birth. Okay. When we talk about, um, you know, we, when we say having a live birth means actually having a baby.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and then there's um, secondary infertility. So mm-hmm. someone who maybe they had a child, you know, at one point, and they've decided they'd like a second child, and they haven't been able to conceive and, and have a baby again. So those are the main Those are the two kind of categories Mm -hmm. of infertility. And infertility simply means, you know, you're not able to get pregnant.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what I want to do at this point, too, is probably step back a little Mm -hmm. bit. And what I found in the office with some of my patients, when we started talking about fertility, we had to also address the cycle because, of course, they're intimately entwined. Mm -hmm. And I felt that there needed to be more education on how to even interpret and understand a woman's cycle. So could you take us through briefly that physiology and then we're going to tie it all together.
1: Sure. So um, the understanding the menstrual cycle is critical to understanding fertility mm-hmm. and your ability to get pregnant. Um, You know, a lot of women, when you talk about the menstrual cycle, they consider the days they're menstruating or Mm -hmm. actually bleeding Mm -hmm. as their menstrual cycle. The menstrual cycle actually is a 28 to, you know, 30 plus day phenomenon that occurs every (laughs) month. And it, the menstrual cycle starts from the, the... the time a woman starts bleeding, mm-hmm. um, but it actually extends until the day before she starts bleeding again. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, I'm going to talk about averages. Okay. For an average woman, it's about 28 days. Mm-hmm. And what's going on in your menstrual cycle, your body is is a really great... Um, your body's an amazing, amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And in a woman's body, every month your body tries to get pregnant. Every month you're trying to get pregnant. And most women are surprised when I say that. And I'm like, no, your body's goal is to get pregnant. (laughs) That's all it wants to do. It wants to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So every month it sets you up to get pregnant and it puts, it makes things as ideal as possible Mm -hmm. for you to conceive. And so the uterus where the where the pregnancy grows, it, it it develops a nice, thick lining mm-hmm. to help support the pregnancy. And you know, there are other things that happen to facilitate or to make it easier for a woman to get pregnant, yeah. for the sperm and the egg to get together so mm-hmm. that the um, they can conceive. And this is all part of the menstrual cycle. When a woman does not get pregnant, so the uterus is waiting and it's waiting and it's ready Mm -hmm. and there's no little uh, baby that comes floating in to implant, then the body says, oh, okay, it's time to have a period. You haven't gotten pregnant, so we're going to start over. But first, before we can start over, we have to shed that lining Mm -hmm. of the uterus. And so that's the menstrual cycle. That's what everyone knows. That's what women are intimately acquainted with. And once that cycle's over, you start over again.
0: Exactly. So I used to say to patients when they would come in and they're saying, you know, I can't get pregnant or whatever. I would say, are you having a period every month? Are you having a cycle every month? And they go, yeah. I said, okay, well, you're ovulating. Mm -hmm. You've produced an egg. Mm -hmm. And all that's happened, the way I used to say it is now it's time to mow the grass. Mm -hmm. Nothing implanted on the grass. So let's mow the grass. Mm -hmm. Like you said, let's start over. And then we have to educate like you just did on how the cycle works to conceive.
1: Yes. And you know, um what when this when after you've had your menstrual cycle and you know, remember I said day 1 was the first day of mm-hmm. bleeding, roughly around day 14 or so. Mm-hmm. It might be a little different for everyone, but it's around day 14, you um and the uterus is all nice and ready. Mm-hmm. The ovary produces an egg. An egg mm-hmm. matures and it comes out and it waits Waits around for a few days for that sperm to come along and fertilize it, and um, the signal the body receives when that fertilization or when the egg and the sperm have gotten together is what triggers the menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. the, the period. One thing I do want to say is there are some great resources available online, yes, yes. and there's also some great apps. A lot of a lot of women mm-hmm. have smartphones now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's some apps out there that are um, free. Um, that are helpful. My Days is one I like a lot. It's mm-hmm. available for, for both the Android and the iPhone platform, and you simply put in your menstrual cycle. So when you have your your uh, come on your period, you put your first day, and you you know you put each day that you have in in mm-hmm. the last day of your cycle, and it helps to predict when you're going to ovulate, mm-hmm. and you and it lets you know um, if you're trying to get pregnant when's your optimal time to get pregnant. Uh-huh. One thing a lot of women don't realize is that you can only get pregnant during a certain point in the menstrual cycle every month. You can't get pregnant every time you have sex. So, you know, sometimes you say, oh my goodness, I'm not fertile. I've been having sex this month and I haven't gotten pregnant. Uh We only had maybe a 48 to 72 hour window. Mm -hmm. And so these apps are very useful in helping to predict these windows, which definitely can help you with conceiving. Okay. There's one, so you know, do a search in the app store, you uh-huh, just say uh-huh. <laughs> menstrual calendar, you know, or ovulation okay. tracking, and a whole uh, host will come up. My okay. days is simply just one of many that's okay. available. The other thing I usually talk to women about is you know, ovulation really that's when the egg comes out the ovary is the time you can get pregnant, yeah. and there are. So there's something called an ovulation predictor test mm-hmm. that's available. Okay. This is a test. If you've ever seen a pregnancy test, it looks just like it. Mm-hmm. It's a stick and you have to go to the bathroom and you have to, you know, I want to say you have to pee on the stick, yeah. but that's what you have to do. It's not very <laughs> sexy, but you got to pee on the stick. And it tells you whether or not you're ovulating. Okay. And that's, and that's something you don't need a prescription. You don't need a doctor. Mm, you don't so have to go see someone. It's over the counter. Perfect. Go to the drugstore. It's sold right next to the pregnancy test. Okay. and you can simply purchase that there are great instructions inside it works really well with one of those apps i was just talking about okay because the app kind of tells you when you should be ovulating and then you can use the ovulation predictor kit and it'll actually tell you it really nicely will say ovulating or not and that lets you know hey this is the right time to go ahead and try to get pregnant so those are just some resources that are available in conjunction with
0: your menstrual cycle to kind of Got it. So, say somebody has done that, Mm -hmm. they've done what they could do at home. Now they come to you and they say, Dr. Sandy, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. We've been trying and nothing's happening. Can you start walking us through now what, how you then interact with this woman Mm -hmm. and how you take her through this process?
1: So, whenever someone comes in and says, you know, I've been trying, we've been trying, you know, and it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. We're not getting pregnant. The first question, the first, the most important um, thing is how old
0: mm. are you? So, that's really important. Age is huge.
1: And the reason age is huge is because, um, you know, as women, we're born with all the eggs we'll ever have. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Mercy. Our eggs, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they show up when we're inside our mommies and we're yeah. developing. And when we're born, our eggs are in our ovaries already. And as we, when we start puberty, when we start menstruating, mm-hmm. I'm sure all of us can identify the age when that happens. Yes, we remember. <laughs> we remember. Uh, when we start menstruating, every month, one of those eggs that was there since birth matures and waits to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So however old you are, that's how old your eggs are. If you're 18, your eggs are 18. If you're 40, your Mm. eggs are 40. And as a function of biology, as we get older, our eggs um, decrease in number, okay. but they also decrease in their, I call it responsiveness. Okay. So as a woman gets older, it does become a little more challenging to get pregnant. You still have eggs, they're still coming out, but they may not respond as well as when a woman is younger. I like that term, responsiveness. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it, it just has you think, okay, so my, you know, my 40-year-old eggs may not be as responsive as my 18 year old Right. this doesn't mean you can't get pregnant I never want to leave you with the impression you can't get pregnant but it may be a little more challenging so I think the first thing is always how old are you Mm -hmm. the second thing is how long have you been trying Okay. so if you you tell me I've been trying to get pregnant it's not working and you've only been trying for two months Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you home to do more homework
0: I love it. Homework. Homework. Yes. 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 You
1: got to go, go get get him and, <laughs> okay. you know, get a glass of wine. And there you go. <laughs> Turn the lights down. Okay. Put that music on okay. and make it happen. Because, you know, wow. for women who are under 35, mm-hmm. really you're not considered infertile until you've been trying for a year.
0: Twelve months, twelve consecutive months, twelve consecutive
1: months. Okay, women who are um, about eighty-five percent of couples are able to get pregnant in okay. that twelve months. Okay, and so you know, simply it may just be a matter of trying longer. Mm-hmm. And trust me, if you can avoid kind of invasive tests that are not really that fun to do, and right. you know, a lot of expense, exactly. And you're and you and you're um, you're young, you know, go ahead and try. Okay, the reason I said thirty-five is that that's when we usually start seeing that it does become a little more challenging to get pregnant and so for those women i tell them to to try for six months okay
0: so not as long not
1: as long we don't have that much time don't have as much time so six months now for women who are 40 and over if you're over 40 you desire to have a baby Mm -hmm. and you come in and you say i want to get pregnant I don't care how long you're trying. I'm going to talk to you about your options in terms ah, of fertility because okay. again, your time once you once you're over forty, your mm-hmm. time really becomes limited okay your the the um, opportunity for you to get pregnant is mm-hmm. very compressed.
0: So you need to have a very upfront conversation yes.
1: Yes. Okay, and especially if you're over thirty five, if you're in that thirty five to kind of forty two age range, I wouldn't hide it from mm. your gynecologist when you go <laughs> get your when you go to see or even your primary yeah. care doctor mm. when you go to the doctor and they're asking, "Is everything okay?" Is yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But if you really want to have a baby and that's something you're considering, and maybe you're not at a position to have a baby, maybe you don't have a spouse. That's very important for some women. Maybe you don't have a, a, a stable partner that mm-hmm, you're looking mm-hmm. for, and you really want that. In, in order to have okay. a baby, it's um it's important to be upfront with your physician because there are options out there. There are okay. things you may not have you may not know about that when you're now ready at 42 may not be available for mm-hmm. you because that time has
0: passed. So, what are some of the options that are out there?
1: So, you know that that's a great great question. Um, I you know one of the first things I like to ask my patients when we're mm-hmm. talking about this is I tell them, okay, you know. There are a lot of things available, but I want you to think about, I'm going to talk to you about everything, but I want to think about how comfortable you are with, with proceeding. Sometimes, mm. you know, women will find, oh no, I couldn't do that, or mm. I couldn't do this, or I wa- I'm waiting on the Lord. I, I hear that a lot, you know, yes. I'm yes. going to pray about it, and yeah. I'm waiting on the Lord, and that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But I always want to say, you know, the Lord gave a lot of knowledge to his people, so that they can help each other, yes. And I believe, yes. I truly believe, a lot of these discoveries or mm-hmm. things that we um, mm-hmm. have figured out, you know, um, have been revealed to us to help <laughs> to help infertile couples. Wow. So, in terms of options, you know, mm-hmm. there are there are a group of specialists. Um, okay that we call, um, infertility doctors is a great Mm -hmm. way to think of them. We call them reproductive endocrinologists, you know, and these are, these are, um, OBGYNs who have specialized Mm -hmm. in helping women get pregnant. And they have, um, an arsenal of tools that are available Mm -hmm. from, you know, from using medications to help, you ovulate better okay. and in helping you have what we call timed intercourse, intercourse at the right time okay. to help you get pregnant. Um they have um procedures like things like what's called intrauterine insemination that's actually taking your partner's sperm, taking your egg and sorry, I'm sorry, taking your partner's sperm and placing it inside your uterus, mm-hmm. they use an ultrasound to do that, and that helps to increase your chances to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kind of, the um, the one everyone's heard about, where of they course. take the test tube I, I was about to say, I know where you're going, <laughs> I know where you go. Everyone's <laughs> heard about in vitro fertilization, right. or IVF. You often hear mm-hmm. IVF just because it's a little easier to say, but it's in vitro fertilization. And that's where they take your the woman's egg, and they take the partner sperm, They put them together in a little dish, Mm -hmm. they wait for the little, little, we call it an embryo, the beginning of a pregnancy to start, and then they put that growing embryo back in the mom so she can carry the pregnancy. So those are just some of the, there are lots of things in between Mm -hmm. that are Mm -hmm. there, but those are kind of like the basic overview of what's available for when a woman has a partner.
0: Okay, so what if a woman doesn't have a partner? Mm -hmm. And... I know when I was in clinical medicine, there were these emerging talks of, like you said, women are looking at their life their life course differently. Mm-hmm. So they may not be coming out of high school um, or college or any type of higher education or what they're doing and immediately getting married or in a partnership. Um, but they know down the road, they're going to want the option of that family. So what is there for them?
1: So that's a great question. And I think here over the last 10 to 15 years, the Mm -hmm. science has really advanced. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, traditionally for a woman that wanted to um, delay childbearing but still leave the options open, the kind of gold standard was for her to use donor sperm mm-hmm. and um, go through that IVF process process I talked about earlier and okay. create embryos and then freeze the embryos. Okay. The embryos can be frozen for you know right now we know they can be frozen up to about 20 30 years. Mm. Okay. Um you know there's ongoing yeah. you know <laughs> as time this is all relatively new technology. Okay. And then when she's ready the embryo is is um thawed and then it's placed inside her uterus and she's able to get pregnant um women have used that option but a lot of women are uncomfortable with that option because they don't want to use donor sperm donor sperm means sperm from a sperm bank that means Mm -hmm. men have donated the sperm the sperm is you know is examined it's tested and it's cataloged so you actually look in a book and you say, I want sperm 924, and this wow. and it'll tell you that the donor was this tall, and this ethnicity mm. and those types of things Okay, okay. Um, and a lot of women said, you know, that's not something I want to do, mm-hmm. I really would like mm-hmm. um, when I have a child that they um, the genetic material of the sperm comes from a partner, a husband, somebody right. who I feel could be involved okay. with this child. Okay. And so what that leaves is what we call egg preservation. Now, remember I talked about when women, we're when we're born as women, mm-hmm. we're born with all our eggs. Mm-hmm. So um, what happens now is the doctor is able to give you medication And um, every month, naturally, when you have your menstrual cycle, one egg matures. Right. But the medication they give you will mature more than one egg. So maybe about 15 to 20, Mm -hmm. you go in for a retrieval procedure where they take the eggs out. And they then take those eggs and they freeze them.
0: So just the eggs.
1: Just the eggs. So then, say now you were 27 and you had your ex frozen and now you're 35 Mm -hmm. you've just met the man of your dreams and he meets everything on your list and you planned the wedding and you've had the (laughs) wedding and you had the honeymoon Uh uh-huh and y'all started trying to get pregnant right away and it just didn't work out okay it didn't work out and now we're you're 36 and you've been Mm -hmm. trying for a year and you start to get a little frustrated you go to see the doctor and you tell the doctor hey you know this is what this is what's going on, but I froze eggs when mm. I was 27, and so now it's an option for you to go get those eggs, and the the um the specialist will take your thawed eggs with your now partner's sperm, and you go through now the IVF process. So wow. the embryos gotcha. form, and then those mm. embryos are transferred into the uterus where they mm. grow. So this is very exciting. In fact, this was all considered experimental up up until about maybe about two years ago. Now the technology is good enough that it's actually being offered as an option.
0: I know, because when, like you were saying, when I was hearing about this, it was experimental. Mm -hmm. And it was really more so offered to women who unfortunately had a cancer diagnosis and were going to receive some type of radiation to the pelvic area, so they knew that their ovaries were going to be exposed to radiation, or even chemotherapy, where they knew that the tissues were going to be exposed to a toxicity. And so that's when I remember hearing about it. It's like, oh, you can freeze eggs? You can retrieve these eggs and, and save them so that in the event they have the opportunity later on in life, they have their own eggs. And now you're telling me that you're going to sit down with women that walk in your office and don't have this in their history and say, this is probably part of your option.
1: And that's amazing. And, you know, you bring up a really good point. A lot of this work was done with women who had those types of diagnoses like cancer where they were going to lose their ovaries or they were going to undergo chemotherapy, which Mm -hmm. would essentially render their ovaries. It would, it would, it would make it so that they wouldn't work anymore. And so for these women to have options, this type of therapy started being developed. And now it's gotten to the point where women who don't have those diagnoses, these women who are fine, but who are considering, you know, this is something I want to do. Yes. It's now available. The one thing I would say about it is it's new. Okay. It's new. All right. So because it's new, in Mm
0: -hmm. terms of coverage from, like, your insurance carrier. I like that you're transitioning into the coverage. Yeah, you
1: may not find that it's covered. Okay. So often what I will say is just go. Go have your initial consult. An initial consultation usually shouldn't run you more than about. $100. $100. Mm-hmm. At the most, maybe 200 right, right, Most women can. You can find 100 bucks. Mm-hmm, Come mm-hmm. on, you can. That's getting your hair done. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a, a mani, full penny, hair. Maybe a little facial. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you maybe skip the mani-pedi this month and go. Go get a right, consultation right. and talk with a specialist. The important thing is you have to talk to a specialist. Yes. Do You know, you know this is not something your general OBGYN can really truly counsel you on mm-hmm. um, with this type of new... Um, these new options. Yeah. So talk to a specialist and then see if it's something for you. If it is, um, most infertility specialists have payment plans. They have, mm-hmm. you know, their there ways to work through right some of the costs um, behind the retrieval and also the storage because this is the egg is frozen, yes. so it is being stored somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you know what type of costs are associated with right. going with storage, but I think an educated consumer is the best kind of consumer so as long as you know your options you can you can make a choice instead of finding out now you're 46 and you you know you never were able to get um pregnant and you're at the point where you know the egg quality is just your eggs just aren't as responsive to therapy Mm -hmm. and you're like i wish someone had told me this was an option i might have done it
0: Right, right. You know, so it's up to you. I am so, we, this conversation has been so wonderful, and I'm, I'm just looking at my time. Okay. And one quick thing as we start wrapping this up, um, you kind of touched on the coverage. How have you seen insurance coverage change for the options for infertile cou- couples over your, your career, over these last, what, 10, 10 mm-hmm. years or so?
1: That's a great question. You know, insurance coverage has changed, and I think as um, society changes, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like insurance, which are very conservative, they tend to, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually catch up and start covering things that before would not have been covered. If you look back maybe 20, 30 years, infertility wasn't covered at all.
0: That's right. You know, that's right. I
1: mean, the first, um, you know, children that were born. Um, to women who went through the infertility process, those parents were either part of studies mm-hmm. or they were paying out of pocket. Yep. And fast forward twenty years, you know, ago, suddenly these things are covered, I and mean, hmm. even even state legislatures have gotten involved and said, wow. you know, in the state of Maryland, women are entitled, you know, insurance yes, has to yes. cover a certain amount <laughs> of, of infertility services, That's right? And I have seen where you know, that those fertility services have been restricted to married couples Mm. and then it has changed as the different um, types of social, you know, changes have occurred in our society. So now, you know, in certain jurisdictions, um, same-sex couples can get married or, or Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. are in a relationship and so the insurance has had to change to to accommodate Mm. that. Okay. And so now, I've seen where the marriage requirement is now gone and I've seen where women who are now single and not in a I'm room. sorry,
0: excuse me, marriage requirement.
1: So what I mean <laughs> is that there used to be in some jurisdictions or some coverages that you had to be married in order to be covered so, it so was, even in
0: heterosexual
1: couples a heterosexual couple had to be married wow okay. so if you were if it was your boyfriend mm-hmm. or your um, someone you lived with mm-hmm. even if you'd been together for 20 years common and were law. considered a common law marriage didn't work the insurance company because we have insurance companies ain't exactly trying to pay for everything but that's the truth <laughs> <laughs> so they were like oh no 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 this is not oh. a marriage but you know that has also had to change and okay. it's had to go away okay. and now we're at the point where if you're a single woman and you desire to have a child, um, a partner is actually not a requirement anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, donor sperm is available to you and you can get some of those services covered. So it's interesting to see the kind of the evolution of coverage. And I think it just simply mirrors what our larger society, because if you think 30 years ago, it wasn't necessarily acceptable for a woman to have a baby by herself, mm-hmm. out of wedlock, yeah. with no partner in the picture. Right, right. And, to th- you know, fast forward 2013, 14, mm-hmm. 15, this has changed a lot. Dramatically. And now, you yeah. know, it's not even, almost not even questioned anymore. Right. So, it, you know, I think you find insurance and coverage yeah. and what's available, it does catch up. So ask, I think the main thing is ask questions, yes. do a Google search, look in your community, who are the specialists in your community, mm-hmm. who's available, you know, talk to your doctor. If your doctor okay. doesn't know, that's okay, this is all new. Yeah. You know, saying, hey, <laughs> I understand you don't know, do you have recommendations of a right. fertility right. specialist? Because ultimately, they'll give you the best information and just let you know your options. These are really just options. And honestly, I'll, I'll close with this. If you go through this process and you, you know, you, you meet and you talk to everyone and you decide not to proceed, that's okay too. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, it's up to what you want, what's right for your family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being an informed consumer is the best consumer. Yes. And I just want women to know there are options out there. Yes. You don't have to, you know, say, oh my, I give up on your dream, if that's your dream, mm-hmm, to become mm-hmm. a mother.
0: Dr. Sandy, this has been so great to sit down with you, informative. And like you said, just start the conversations. We want to help people in our house call community to just start connecting the dots. Start connecting their health dots. See a bigger picture so that they can become an intimate partner with their health care providers to have whole person care. We have to have you back and to talk to our community. We, we will definitely be back to sit down and talk with you. See you guys next time on House Call with Dr. Mac.